Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. On today's show, we've got Crystal Lego, VP PR and Communications, JPAC and Amir at Oracle. And Chris is going to be giving us an in-house communicator's perspective on the COVID-19 lockdown so far. Before I start, just to remind you all that if you haven't got your ticket yet, then please do get a wriggle on um, because our PR Moment Light events are coming up pretty soon. Um, the topics, if you haven't already heard, are PR analytics, the intersection of PR, PR and SEO, and the influence of influence. Tickets are only $39.99 plus fat, uh, and needless to say, um, those are virtual events, um, and they kick off from mid-May. Thanks as ever to our PR Moment, sponsor, PR Moment podcast sponsors, I should say, the PRCA. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Ben. Good to be back. Now, Chris, it's, I mean, it's fair to say we're going through interesting times, isn't it? How, how has life changed? How have you cope with that change um, within the, the Oracle in-house comms team um, over the last four weeks or so? Yeah, so it's, it's been, I think, probably the, the most extreme crisis that any of us have, have moved through. And I know a number of the more senior members have been through many uh, financial crises, dot-com dot bomb and, uh, and similar, uh, a number of uh, different events, but certainly nothing on the, the scale that, that we're all coping with now. Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of big differences to the way that we're operating. Um, and, I, and I think in PR, we talk a lot about brand stewardship or brand guardianship. And I've certainly seen our role there increase dramatically. Um, so as an example, when the lockdown first hit, uh, we took the decision to pause um, all uh, commentary across social so that we could get a, a tighter control over what we were saying as a brand uh, and so that we were able to um, look at both how the crisis was developing and also the way in which our business was responding to it. Um, we, we've obviously um, relaxed that now but uh, there's a relatively small group of people um, that are now uh, looking at commenting on and providing guidance on uh, all of our uh, social assets that that go out uh, and you can imagine how much time that takes so i think the the, the guardianship uh, is one area that's increased dramatically and I, and I think just beginning to look at the types of communications that you that you make obviously there's a a lot of guidance out there on things to do, things to avoid. Um, certainly, I've been reading very um, uh, regularly about how different brands are uh, responding to the to the challenge, and we've 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 uh, we've been through the same the same thinking ourselves. So the I mean, just just on that, I mean, it's quite interesting, isn't it? The change of direction. I'm, I'm sure most all brands have had the same, but you've probably gone through. Uh, two years, 18 months, who knows how long, of trying to get your your employees, your your advocates to, to feel confident about commentating um, and, and being part of the conversation uh, around Oracle and its products on social media. And then all of a sudden you have to draw that that all back, do you? It's quite a it's quite a different difference in mentality that, isn't it? I'm sure it's right, but it's it must have been quite a quite a difficult thing to communicate. It, uh, it, it is a difference in mentality. I, I think 
I think most people got it very quickly. Uh, you know, I think the severity of the situation and the scale of the situation meant that, uh, I mean, really everyone was, was looking for guidance on how they needed to change. Um, I, I would say probably one of the biggest um, differences that I've, that I've seen is getting people to understand that um, this, this, is, this means a, a fundamental rethink about the, uh, the types of topics that we talk about rather than a pause. Um, and I think you know, for, a, for a little while, um, you know, I, I, saw, I saw some people in the, in the industry uh, really just beginning to talk about the same old things. And I think, I, I think that, that scale and severity is, is something now that everyone's got hold of. And I think you're seeing a very different um, style of communications across most, if not all, of the, the major brands. Sure. I mean, that's an absolute, that is a, a, a discussion for a thesis, isn't it? We're not going to be able to cover that now and, and time will have to go by before we can all look back on this and, and work out, work that out. But the, your thinking at the moment is that there's been a fundamental long-term shift about how brands communicate to their, their, their publics. Well, I mean, I, I think the first thing, Ben, is, is that the, the time horizon of our customers has, has um, moved closer or, or, or come in uh, dramatically. You know, so what people uh, thought they were going to be interested in and the types of projects that they were pursuing in January are, are fundamentally different to those that they now need to uh, look at for the, for the rest of the year. Um, you know, it may be that uh, companies were looking at expanding, whereas now, um, you know, it's probably is not it's not too extreme to say it's a, a case of for some survival, um, for some um, recovery, and th there's no doubt that some companies are um, are um, uh, in areas that mean that they've got growth problems rather than contraction problems, but uh, yeah, they, they're in the minority. So I think as you're, it, it's back to that same old thing for, for um, PR communications. Understand what your audience needs right now, um, not what they needed three months ago. So no. as, as we've been um, assessing, and I would say we spent a, a good chunk of the last few weeks listening, um, and determining what are audience searching for, um, how, is, how are their search habits changing. Um, we've been talking to our uh, customer success managers who have direct contact with, uh, with our customers um, and really just finding out what, um, uh, how they're responding and uh, um, how we can best support them. So I, yeah. I think every brand really needs to go through that listening and understanding cycle again before they then decide what topics and what types of content they're, they're going to need to push out in the um, in the recovery period. Is it fair to say that the technology sector of which you're obviously part is is more insulated than most of the, the financial meltdown we're seeing in the economy? Well I mean I, th I think every sector is affected. I don't, I don't think there's any sector that is insulated. Um, that said, I think cloud um, technologies, uh, well, any technologies have to have to answer two fundamental questions: you know, why and why now. 
and I, and I think you know, you're, you're, you've had the answer to, to both of those questions in the way in which businesses need to have digitized um, uh, delivery platforms, supply chains, uh, the way in which they need to work in a virtualized environment securely. Uh, there's a number of different areas where I think um, businesses have had to move exceptionally quickly. Um, but I don't, I don't think any sector is insulated from the scale of, uh, of what we're talking about. No, but the, uh, I, I guess the, the technology, if you had a, a technology business versus a hospitality business versus a travel business, you're, you're probably... Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, clear, clearly we're, we're not in the eye of the storm in, in the way that some other sectors are like, you know, as you say, like retail, hospitality or you know, some of those other areas. But it's more—it's even more complicated than that, actually, isn't it? Because you know, I guess what Amazon's Amazon di digital delivery, digital first retailers are, are absolutely fine. So it's quite—you uh, know—when you come up with these, or you're trying to have a conversation about which areas are more affected than not, there's a there's a number of variables as to, to whether people um, are, are how how impacted they're going to be. I mean, clearly everybody is impacted, but but you know what I mean. There you can. You can be unlucky or you can be really unlucky, just slightly, slightly depending on, on, on what you do and how you do it. Yeah, and you know, I think there are, there are also additional costs. So, you know, Amazon um, released their earnings overnight, and uh, one of the areas that they pointed to was, yes, a surge in sales, but also a massive increase in uh, the costs required to, uh, to service that and you know, COVID-related costs. So yeah. you know, even, if you're, even if your revenue is growing, I think a number of uh, companies are finding that their cost base is growing as well to cope with the either the additional um, uh, regulations or safeguards that they need to put in place, uh, or, or indeed just an additional operating costs. So it, I don't think it's it's as easy as saying, well, you know, your your revenue's gone up, so so you're all right. I think I think again, every business is affected in in some way, and and clearly, you know, whilst um, you know we've we've got a number of different technologies that can help um, we we need customers to you know to be robust and to have a, um, a successful trading environment themselves sure yeah good point um, now just on the touching on the agency um, side of things you have a, a number of agency partners um, how has the way that you've um, you're working with them changed since the COVID lockdown has kicked off broadly have you reduced your budgets with them or have you rescoped work how's that gone well, I mean, I think the, the, the first thing that we um, have done is is just try to be over communicative in what we're doing, how we're doing it, um, how this is affecting us, how this is affecting the agency, and, and just have very open channels of communication. So, um, yeah, we we've organised. Um, meetings with with each of our agency leads. We've uh, you know, we have regular discussions with them on um, how we're seeing the planning process uh, going. I mean, we're we're in a a, a a slightly different situation in that we're we're coping with obviously all of the COVID um, nineteen changes, but. We're, we're also coming up to the um, start of a new financial year and inevitably it's a, it's a time where you're planning for the new financial year as well. So at the same time as giving guidance on you know, this particular uh, 
crisis, we're also moving through the, the normal financial year planning as well. Um, so yeah, there, there's a few different um, moving um, moving items, and inevitably it's one of those things that you know can change quite regularly, especially when you're dealing with something that changes as quickly as this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? The um, we've all been through it over the last month or so. You you sit down, you make a plan, and then I don't know, two days later, sometimes you have to make another plan. It's there is that constant reevaluating what the right thing to do is, which is um, uh, it, it it can you, you sort of get used to it, but when uh, when it all kicked off, it it um, it was a fairly stressful period, wasn't it? Yeah, and I and I think yeah, this is the time where. You know, leadership um, comes to the fore. I think you know, explaining uh, and being transparent about what we're likely to be going through, um, making sure that, <clears throat> pardon me, people understand you know, why they're being asked to do revisions. Um, I mean, I, I think it's an entirely normal um, process that you know, company leads, I mean, whether that's of an agency or of a, a corporation, are going to be going through multiple modeling exercises um, you know, as they learn more about how this is impacting um, their business, as they learn more about how it's impacting their employees, um, that they're going to be moving through multiple modeling exercises. So um, I think it's entirely normal. I, I think the, the difference is, is getting used to all of those shades of gray, um, getting used to being um, having plans change very, very quickly um, and um, explaining as much as you can why we're doing what we're doing. So, I, I, And broadly, the, the agencies that you work with, I don't particularly want you to give anyone a plug here, but the, you know, you've found that process of renewal, of rescoping, of flexibility, um, you've, you, you've found that that has worked in, in a sense. You, you haven't had to, to, to pull the plug on things because you haven't got back what you needed. Um, you found, I mean, that's uh, my experience is normally that agencies are very flexible and, and, and innovative, innovative and entrepreneurial in their thinking. So it's all those things I would have thought would, would work quite well. Yeah, I think, I think the you know, flexibility, speed um, of thinking, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, not, it's not just um, the, uh, you know, the, the types of campaign planning, but I, as I was talking about earlier, you know, the, the, the topic areas, the types of things that our audiences are interested in are, are very different today than they were three months ago. So, yeah, yeah we, we, I'll, I'll give an example. We had a, a great piece of research come back uh, that we commissioned with, with one of our agencies round about January, uh, February. Uh, we, we got the research back. And it, it was great, but it was completely inappropriate for the situation that we now found ourselves in the middle of. So we, we've had to reassess how we use that research. I mean, the first decision was scrap it in its current form. Um, then we needed to reassess how we could use it or which bits of it we could use and, and which bits of it we delayed and you know, maybe see whether we can use it in the uh, in the year ahead so yeah and i think there's lots of different content decisions like that that you know, yeah um, teams are having to to make what what do we scrap what do we delay um and what do we need to create a new it's interesting from a publisher's perspective that for a while everything had to be covid related if you should i mean it just felt inappropriate and irrelevant to do anything else but now we're definitely seeing um 
you know, to, to be clear, you don't come to PR moment for your 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 your, your breaking news about COVID nineteen. If you see, I mean that that's the FT or the or the BBC. So, but what we're now seeing is definitely there's a need and a demand out there for for non COVID related stuff. So I guess we're we're just at the beginnings. Hopefully, as long as things um, continue to go our way on the uh, on the um, the flattening of the curve and all that, that the um, a, a, a desire out there for, for a bit more non-COVID related content, I think. Yeah, uh, and, and the, the, the other thing I'd say, Ben, is that, is that it's not a blanket, um, um, it's not a blanket uh, decision. You know, you, you've got different publishing houses. I mean, I'm talking specifically about the, the technology space, but there are different publishing houses with different editorial stances. And, and some of them, are still focusing very much on um, the impact that uh, um, COVID is having and they're concentrating on the immediate aftermath and how customers need to respond. But there are some which took the editorial stance almost from the get-go that it wasn't business as usual, but they were going to take much more of a um, a, a stance around key technologies that were that were going to drive the the year ahead. So, okay. yeah, I, I think and the advice I'd give is go out there and understand the individual agendas of the publishing houses that are important to you, and the <clears throat> the, um, the even down to the individual journalists, uh, and and most importantly, the audiences that you're you're trying to influence. Sure. Now you've worked both in-house and agency side. I mean, my my assumption is that in-house communicators, client-side communicators, are a bit more protected from this kind of frankly economic carnage than their agency peers. Is that is that fair to say? Well, I, I mean, I think again, it, it would depend very uh, definitely on the sector that you find yourself in, um, and you know, I, I, I think. There's, uh, you, know, you, you need to go back to the, the fundamental reasons why um, corporations engage in an agency model. And you know, one of them is flexibility and scalability. So inevitably, there's going to be, um, but, you know, as budgets are, are affected, if they're affected, then <clears throat> there's going to be a look at the, the most immediate way that you can reduce costs and you know, clearly um, Agency fees uh, is is one of those. Um, yeah, it's, it, I think that's uh, that's been the, the time uh, that that's been the same uh, since time immemorial. Um, against that, I think yeah, the, the best insulation to that is is being um, responsive to the types of uh, campaigns that you see your your clients needing and being able to offer solutions. Um, and I, you know, I think the the ability to um, respond and rebound is is going to be is going to be key. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I talked about our financial year planning, as well as all of the other different changes. You know, we're we're on a path to change the style of um, communications program that we uh, that we run. So you know, we were we were going to be changing what we did in FY twenty one or in our next financial year um, anyway. So that the mix of products and services uh, is something that we've talked with our agency partners about um, you know, regularly. But that direction was only going to continue, and I think it's understanding 
the mix of services that your clients are going to need, the journey that they're on and, and uh, understanding where influence with, with their audience lives. If you, if you can demonstrate you understand that, that you've got a solution to that problem, um, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you, know, you're, you stand a better chance than plugging away with the same old products. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, some agencies I've spoken to, um, particularly in the, in the tech sector, both, both B2C and B2B are, are faring better, but fairly obviously in, in travel and hospitality, um, I've heard of agencies being 70% down on, on occasion more. Um, and most consumer um, brand focused agencies I, I spoke to are down about between a, a third and 50%. So, I mean, this is been a, a, the financial crash was a doddle compared to this, wasn't it? This is the beginning of a very, very long, hard road, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, I think you, you just need to look at the, you know, the macroeconomics. I mean, every, every government is saying a, a, you know, a very similar thing. I think you know, the, the knock that the economy has taken, obviously, is going to take some considerable time to, to get over. Um, and we're, clearly, we, we had news yesterday that um, you know, the, the Prime Minister said we're, we're over the peak, but uh, there's still going to be some considerable time before we're back to anything like normality. So, yeah, I think inevitably, um, understanding the road to recovery, the road to recovery for your client base, uh, the types of products and services that they that they'll need, um, is going to be key. Chris, you know, you know, lots of uh, of in-house people, senior in-house people there amongst your peers. Um, Clearly, companies are in all sorts of different sectors and at different stages of, of this crisis in terms of the impact. Um, sort of as broad rules, just briefly, how would you uh, advise people to, uh, to try and manage their, their company's reputations through, through this time? Yeah, I'd, I, the first thing I'd say is uh, listen, view, learn as much as you can. But there's a lot of uh, really smart people out there that are being very generous with their perspectives, with their views. And, and there's lots of free um, information out there that you can you can go and uh, and learn. Um, next, I, I would say, I mean, clearly, tone is everything. Uh, you're you're seeing companies say relatively similar things, uh, and one will be ravaged and one will be applauded. I think you need to understand uh, what the that the tonality is right, and I think you need to understand your brand position as it entered the um, the crisis and where it lives and what what it allows you to uh, do the flexibility of movement if you if you like um i think yeah those those really are, are key i think inevitably brand stewardship is going to be central to what most of us will be doing over the, the foreseeable future um I, I would say also making sure that um you're absolutely certain on delivery of the commitment that you're making especially if it relates to something to do with the pandemic the advice is commit deliver communicate not commit communicate deliver chris Lego, vp pr communications jpac and amir at oracle thanks so much cool. thanks ben thanks for listening to the pr moment podcast produced in association with the marketeers network If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.